it's really funny because Karens have a bad rap, right? Right now, Karens do, but legit, a Karen saved my life. She's my, she's one of my best friends. She's so beautiful. I want to put her in my pocket. I'm just like, how do I like this? Nom, 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 nom. I love, I love my Karen. My Karen's amazing. I hope you have a Karen like her. I really do, because the other ones suck. <laughs> Trigger warning, people. Trigger warning. This is the My Sister Said podcast, and I'm your host, Uche Amaneke. If you know me from my YouTube channel, you know that I'm all about that active faith life. But I also know trusting God with your Sunday through Saturday and your eternity, it takes practice. So in this podcast, I am diving deeper. We are going to be talking about everything from spiritual abuse to a biblical view on twerking. Yes. Our faith is not just religion, it's real life. This is what community looks like, people. Hello. It's Uche. Welcome back to the My Sister Said podcast. And of course, in this podcast, my main goal is just to show people what it looks like and help Christians understand it's one thing to trust God with your eternity. In this podcast, I really want to explore what it actually looks like to trust God with your Sunday through Saturday. And that's just really important because it can be hard just with the world, how fast the world goes and how you kind of feel isolated. But um, that's what my goal is because it's super important. And that's what we're going to do today. Okay, so welcome to my second episode of Faith Interrupted, Christians going through crap and dealing with stuff. And um, in this little segment, we're just going to talk about the things that kind of just, you know, take our faith off. <laughs> like rock your faith, you know, disorders like depression, ADHD. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's completely me. And just the things that rock your faith. And today we're going to be talking about having a, a friend that has suicidal thoughts and how to move forward in that. And here's the thing. I understand that this episode is not for everybody. I know. And I'm actually really glad it's not for everybody because I <laughs> do not wish this on anybody or anybody's friends, but I just wanted to have a resource for Something for people who are believers and Christians who want to help their friends um, through this hard, hard moment in life. And if they have multiple moments of this, just there's a way forward in Christ, trusting Christ. And I'm, of course, going to be going through what helped me through my experience. So I know this might be different for other people. Um, but I don't want to just say, hey, call a suicide hotline. Um I want to tell you guys what helped me and what really stood out to me and the actions my friend took that I really helped me navigate um, just coming out of that um, that dark place that I was in whenever um, I had my bout with suicidal thoughts. So I'm going to go ahead and just go through that today. Honestly, it's really hot in this room that I'm in. So I'm really sorry if I am. I start talking fast. These lights are killing me. Oh, my gosh. But I will try to make sure I am speaking clearly and you know, enunciating, but it's, it's really hot in here. So, okay. Anyways. So today I'm just going to be talking about what my friend Karen did that I really just, just like, I love what she did, things that really stood out to me and that really helped me. She did some, she did things so well. I want to at least pass that on. Why not? Um, I've actually never called into a suicide hotline. I've never researched what they actually say to people, um, mostly because I know that a lot of people aren't believers. So I don't know who's on the other. They're not Christian. So I don't know who was on the other end of that line. If you do call a suicide hotline, 
But of course, like if you don't have a person in the community that you can trust or you feel comfortable going to, of course, go that avenue. But I'm just going to let people know what to say if they get that phone call, that text message from a friend who has these thoughts and they don't know what to say next. Um, so, yeah. So let's get started. Um, so title of this is my friend is having suicidal thoughts. Help. So here I'm here to help as much as I can. Um, so, um, here are the things that, um, the Christian things that Karen did to help me, to help me during this. So, so the first thing that, that one of the things that really, really stood out to me is the fact that she called me, like she called me, I got to talk to someone. I had texted her what I was thinking. And instead of just like texting me back, she reached out, picked up the phone, hit me up and was like, hey, and called me. I got to hearing a voice that was super familiar, hearing a voice that um, cared was super, it was a big deal. And at that time, I had actually called two other people. I think I called two of my siblings, but they're at work at the time because one of mine is in residency. And so I was like, and I called and no one answered. And at, in that moment, I felt so alone um, in that mind, in the headspace, I felt alone. And so people not answering their phone made me feel even more alone. So if that's the one thing that you can do for your friend who is having those thoughts is just to call them, pick up the phone, um, take a second and say, hey, if I can't talk to you right now, I'm going to call you back in a second. Um, just something about hearing a voice on the other end of the line just says that someone cares and is willing to talk to you and you're not by yourself or told me that. I'm sorry, I don't, don't, don't want to speak for anybody else, but they told me that someone cared enough to speak to me, take the time out of their day to speak to me. And so that was really helpful. Um, the second thing she did was, oh, it was really important. She asked me questions. She asked me what, first of all, what triggered my thoughts, what triggered my thoughts, why I was feeling the way I was feeling and, you know, what kind of what brought these thoughts on. And just the fact that she asked those questions was really helpful, man, because there's um, something about talking out, you know, being inside your head and being kind of self you know, self-absorbed in that moment was me. I was like, just like going round and round in my head, like, okay, this, this is the, this is the end. This is all I'm thinking about. And she just made me like talk it out and say exactly what was on my mind, what was weighing heavily on me. And that really was so helpful. Um, just having to somehow like explaining that to her made a difference. I don't know. Well, I kind of do know because of my ADHD, I've learned a lot about how important self-talk is. Um, what I've learned with my ADHD, which is literally, and I'll say this again, it is literally the worst name disorder I have ever, it is the worst name disorder. People think it's like, oh, squirrel, blah, blah, No, it's worse than that. It, it boggles my mind how bad this disorder is. Um, and I've just learned more as I got older. Anywho, that's it's another episode. But, um, but what I've learned is that uh, with ADHD, we usually react with our amygdala, which is our emotional part of our brain, right? And, but what we really need to do is react with, with for logic, for like, un, for logic, for, um, to process information correctly and not emotionally is for us to pull ourselves into our prefrontal cortex. Okay. And it's a lot of language, but whatever. So what she did talking to me, what, um, Karen did by asking those questions, what triggered me, where I, uh, where these thoughts came from, what exactly was the problem, what was really on my mind. It brought me out of my amygdala, out of my emotional part of my brain to my prefrontal cortex, which is the logical part of my brain. 
So as I spoke with her and talked to her, I was less engaged with my emotion and more, okay, maybe this is something I can work through. Maybe this is something that I can get through. This is surmountable. It doesn't seem so as overwhelming when I put it in that context. So that was super helpful. And I think that's a really big part of like, instead of self-talking in that moment, I couldn't self-talk. Like I was not even a place that I could see God. I was not thinking clearly. I was done. And so kind of being forced to answer those questions pulled me out of that emotional state and pulled me back into a logical state. And I think honestly, like, especially a lot of people, like that reaction to want to end their life and to want to do that is it can be emotional, especially someone who has never had symptoms of that before or is having such a hard time, hard time. It's an emotional response. And sometimes it just really helps pull into that the logical response, like, okay, is this something I can actually work through? And um, instead of being such in the depths of that, but that was just really helpful. Um, and unfortunately, what I've learned about ADHD is people with ADHD, since we're impulsive, impulsive people, generally, um, people with ADHD are more likely to commit suicide with pe than people that are neurotypical and don't, because they're not as impulsive and they can um, their executive functions, those, you know, prefrontal cortex functions are working. So if you know someone who has ADHD and then is also having those depressive thoughts and all that stuff, like keep an eye out for them because um, unfortunately they're more impulsive um, to go through with it before they get the, the chance to think through it. So that's really something that I've just learned doing my research and stuff. So, um, and so the other thing she did was, was she met a need for me. Um, I told you about the $180 that was, you know, I was overdrafted in my account and feeling kind of like destitute at that point. And I know that people have more overdrafts than that. And there's more debt than that. And for me in that moment, it was just, it was just a lot. It was just piled up on a lot of things. So for me, she met that need for me. And I understand that some people can't do that. I get it. And sometimes it doesn't have to be monetarily. Sometimes it's just being a babysitter. Or maybe like being a ride somewhere or, you know, just even if someone, everyone's going out for a movie, paying for that ticket, it could be a small thing or it could be a big thing if you have the resources for that. But the big thing was that she met that need for me. And the calmness I felt after she met that need, because honestly, the $180 to me in that moment felt um, at that time felt so insurmountable. <laughs> After everything else I'd gone through, it felt like another mountain I had to climb, another issue I had to resolve. And I was like, I'm out of energy. I have nothing left to give to this, any heartache to give. And so that was so helpful that she meant that need. And when she did, and she was like, here, I'll do it. And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, I did it. <laughs> Too late. Money's already set. And um, when that zeroed out my balance, then she sent me more so that I could have gas to go to community group that week. Um, and that was a huge deal for me that she met a need that I even asked for. And so, cause I needed a community. I needed to see people and be around people. And since this was last year, this was before the whole coronavirus. So I could actually see people. So yeah, that was good. Um, anywho's it. So the third thing that she did that I really liked literally in that moment, she also brought in truth in the form of scripture. So she just legit got on the phone and started reading scripture to me. It's not just random scripture, like um, encouraging scripture, or I don't know how to describe it. I think what really resonated with me was she read me um, 
if you heard my first episode, she read me Mary's song. And I'll go into that in a second. But what that verse, that passage that Karen read to me was so like, I think about it, I just love it so much, you know? Um, honestly, this whole situation, uh, this whole situation kind of reminded me of um, the passage in Mark about the um, the paraplegic. Jesus was, you know, doing miracles and teaching. And so his friends took him, like took his mat. And since they couldn't get to Jesus, they like literally took out a piece of a friggin' roof and lowered him into um, to Jesus's presence so that he could get healed by him. And during my first story, I really made a point of understanding that when I had these thoughts, I literally, I could not see God, could not feel God. Just trying to seek him was literally the last thing I was feel like I was capable of doing. And, um, cause I was not in the mindset to do that is I can't explain it. That's just how I was. I'm not sure if that's something that most people go through, but that's, that was my situation. What my friend Karen really did for me was to bring me to God, bring me to God, like did the most to bring me that situation. So this is kind of like the overarching theme, I guess, of this episode was that's what she did. And I think that's what we're called to do for each other is to just pick each other up and take and just, you know, <laughs> help your friends get to Jesus, get to God, see God again. Um, one of my other friend girls in my CG, um, because uh, I, I was feeling really, because I was feeling really guilty one day about what I've gone through, about the depression, about the job loss, all the stuff that that period of my life that was so turbulent and like awful, and um, I kept apologizing for just kind of feel like I was bringing the group down, their their mood down, and being a Debbie Downer. She was like, "Dude," she didn't say "dude," but she's like, "Uche, we are here to, you know, friends are here to divide your sorrows and multiply your joys." And I was like, <laughs> thank you. And so, yeah. And so I really love that. So anyways, so the context of um, of the, that verse in Luke is of uh, that passage in Luke was that, you know, Mary had kind of just figured out that she was going to, you know, kind of go through some ish with, um, you know, being a pregnant virgin with, you know, God's baby and kind of navigating that kind of scary circumstance. But, you know her just the reality of that situation just the reality that she knew it was scary she knew this is something that was unknown territory for her but she still considered herself blessed and um honestly let me be real with you it feels really you don't I don't I didn't feel as isolated knowing that someone else was in a horrible position but still saw God through it I need to see that that's possible. Um, I need to see what God is capable of and be reminded of who God is in those kind of circumstances. And I think that's why it was so important to me that Karen did read me that verse from Mary, that passage from Mary's song, because it was like, okay, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of unknown, God still shows up. And again, it's that whole, like, you know, the paraplegic friends those friends that just like tore open the roof and brought that person, that man down to Jesus. And I needed to, I needed her to take me like literally lift me out of my sorrow and just hand me over to Jesus or remind me of who God was. Cause I couldn't see him. I couldn't find him in that moment, but like my friend helped me to lift me up and just take me to him by reading me scripture. I loved that. And so that worked for me. 
I don't know if it'll work for everyone, but those kind of situations, seeing that other people have had to go through some ish and had to cry out to God, even verses from Job. One of my girlfriends sent me a verse that said, oh man, goodness gracious, tears, blah, 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 no tears. <laughs> uh, Job 13, 15, if you know the story of Job, legit, his life was a ruin because, you know, because Satan wanted to see how far he can push someone to have them deny God and curse God's name. And the verse from Job, it says, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. That was just like, like, I, that's kind of encouragement. I need to see someone who was just like absolutely destroyed by life, but still praise God. And that isn't, that was an inspiration for me to just see God for who he is and not be confused or blinded by what this circumstance looks like but know that there's a God bigger than this circumstance. So that's what it did for me. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it does, but that's what helped me a lot. So if you're honestly, if you're with your friend um, and they're having this issue, I would suggest that like Job, Mary's song, Lamentations. Um, we got to see what God looks like when he's working on your behalf. I think that really helps um, to see that clearly. Um, and I think most people talk about like a dark period of their time because uh, period, especially if like with suicidal thoughts or ideation or depression, it's like, I couldn't, it's like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It was just all bad stuff. There's no positivity. There's no, it's like not in your, it was not in my mind. It was so freaking creepy. I'm not joking. Like it's so creepy. So as I'm doing this podcast episode, I'm just kind of reliving that. And I'm like, damn, it was sucky. So when they say, when people say it's dark period, it was just like, just, I could see no light. Um, I could see no positivity. And that's probably what people mean by that. That's what I mean when I say it anyways. Um, so yeah, it just like forced me to look at God. Forced me to, it, like her doing that reminded me of who God was. It forced me to just remember what he's capable of. Cause I couldn't remember. And it was awesome. So, you know, I know that wouldn't really work for non-believers, but if you believe God and you trust him with your eternity and know how big he is and how, how our purpose is not just as small as this world is. And we need that reminder for those of us who are believers. So that was helpful. Um, the last thing that my friend did for me and I would recommend that anyone do was just, she, I smile. I love her, man. I love my friend. <laughs> um, she made me like, she made me make plans for the day. She encouraged me. She, she reminded me of the things that I have done well. She reminded me of things that I've been dealing with. And she's like, you've been doing a good job. You've had a lot to deal with. This is a lot for someone. It's not surprising that you feel this way. She reminded me of that. And then also it was just like, Hey, these are things that you have done well. You have, you know, done, gotten really good at editing stuff. She's like, have you been looking for a job? You said you were going to look for a job because I had promised I was going to start looking for, like really looking for work and diving into that because I was kind of been discouraged not being able to find work and being scared that I was not going to get something that I, um, that could accommodate my ADHD and stuff. And, um, and, uh, but yeah, she just was just, she didn't make me work hard to figure out what to say, what to do. She was like, okay, well, these are the things that we should do. You need to make sure you eat, take a shower. She just like brought me out of this like 
no future mindset. I don't know how to explain it. Hopefully I'm, I'm probably not explaining this well. I'm so sorry. But her words just like she she made me set up stuff to get done. She would not let me get off the phone until I made a plan for the day. And um, she checked on me later that day and was like, are you okay? What's going on? Do you have any other ideas for videos? Blah, blah, blah. Just kind of reminding me of that there's something past this moment of emotion, this past this dark moment. There's, there's other things to look forward to, other things that I can do with my life, other good works that God has ahead of me. Like that was just so... It was so important and it was awesome. So I would just like, it, I would just, you know, encourage anyone if you're just feeling that um, pressure about what to say to your friend or how to help them, I think that's a really good way to do it is just, okay, let's make a plan together. Um, I hope this helps. I hope, honestly, I hope you don't need this ever, but I want this to be a resource for anybody who might need it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on the My Sister Said podcast. I miss you so much already. I love you so much. Bye.